Breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Glitter Boys. All right, my children, gather around the nuclear fire. Pull out your reconstituted s'more packets. It's time for Storytime with Archie. In our last episode, we covered Rift's source book number one. Today, we're covering Rift's source book number one, revised and expanded. This is a very interesting book. It's another cut and paste with some small tweaks, but it has 50 more pages than the last one. I think Mm -hmm. this one clocks in at 170-something. And what it has is really well-done story time. It has histories it has uh, a whole new a whole new uh group of people called the republicans uh which they take great click care to let you know that's not uh neoconservative american republicans it's <laughs> it's people for the republic uh seeking to bring about america again after the fall uh zealots to to a degree it's oh it, it's got so much it, it it also ties in with uh, Chaos Earth. I, I would say this is definitely a, a Chaos Earth source book as well. I would say it's also definitely more of a player first book. Yeah. Like the first 70 pages. So they reorganized it first off. Okay, stepping backwards a little bit. If you didn't listen to our previous episode, uh, this is talking about Rift source book one, the revised and expanded version, as Matthew said. We talked about the original one already. This one is the one that is paired with the Ultimate Edition. If you have this book and you only have the Butts Edition, you might be a little confused at some of the content in here because it's balanced for a different edition. Yeah. Which is mostly compatible, but definitely got a little bit of a power boost. We have an awful lot at the very beginning about just straight into robotics and the coalition and Mm -hmm. what robotics what the coalition thinks about robots, why they only want their bots, how they sabotage their trading partners. (laughs) There's a lot of background here. It also talks about some of the day-to-day aspects that, uh, that characters will go through. For example, um, what the consequences are of selling non-sanctioned, you know, robot bits, what can happen to you, why you're disarmed, uh, when going into most establishments, it's it, it gives a lot of flavor text and a lot of stuff to kind of uh, to to kind of make this place your characters wandering through a lot more real and a lot more immersive. Yeah, and speaking of characters, it then immediately dives into the rules for playing a robot, yeah. which I think is really good. It it puts that at the very beginning instead of the end. It it. Again, this has definitely taken all of the player-facing stuff and moved it from being scattered throughout the book and more right there in the front. Agreed. And I think that's important because it's if you buy a book and you find out it's for your GM and not for you, the player, odds are if you have to hunt through, you're going to read stuff you shouldn't be. If you're supposed to stop in such and such a section and all your stuff is up front, it just works better that way. It's a better design. It is. Yeah, 100% agreed. Yep. And and then we move into the stuff that uh, 
players are most likely going to be interested in in this book, which are weapons and robots. Yeah. You've got Triax. We love Triax. You've got Triax guns. You know, they're just Coalition and Wilkes guns with a different skin. You've got the Hopper power armor, which which we all love. You've got the other flying, and you've got the Ultimax. Unfortunately, the Ultimax doesn't get the full two-page art spread this time, but it's still it's still okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you get Punchy Robot. Yes! Robo-Puncher! <laughs> Wait, we haven't seen Bug-Eyed Grenade Guy yet. He, I'll bet you I'll, he's here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, robots, 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 and robots. Dick people, dick robots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the behemoth actually gets a picture this time. Yeah, well, the behemoth was originally in the first book. They took it out of the Ultimate Edition for some reason. Yeah. Again, sp- again, all of that extra space they spent on that elemental fusionist. <laughs> you know, we had a player playing and I felt that the fusionist was just limited. Like I felt that she could have enjoyed the character play a lot more. The fusionist was just so we'll do yeah. an episode about the fusionist sometime. <laughs> then there's the page that uh, makes my old character just get rock hard. Uh, the vehicles, the hover cycles. Yes. The Northern gun street runner is especially happy making to to him yeah um, having a few extra vehicles everybody loves vehicles yeah you just you need more there are there are some cool things in here i also like the development of the wilkes line how they're all styled the same someone really likes that sega master system zapper and what's not to like <laughs> it's 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 uh yeah I do. I I love the dual pistol, the the hero. I love the look of that pistol. Like that to me looks like what you would expect a, a Wilkes pistol to evolve into over time. I I honestly don't like that pistol, but uh-huh. that's just from a utilitarian standpoint. Look at how big the trigger trigger guard is. You can only get two fingers under that, which means your other two fingers are out holding your. I don't know cucumber sandwich at tea it's it's you can't hold a gun like that uh, yeah these you're right that's made for very small hands yeah yeah i couldn't hold that gun unless i had the extra clip and it would yeah. it would suck when i popped that sorry magazine it would suck when i popped that magazine and it would just pinch hey, my thanks skin. buddy I'm, I'm really proud yeah. of you there <laughs> yeah yeah years of playing role-playing games have burned the word clip into my into my skull but learning to use firearms has changed that <laughs> you you did good you did good i'm proud of you and i, I want to take the time and let you know that thank you i appreciate it yeah uh then we bounce straight <laughs> into the face of evil <laughs> hold on we still got that holographic portable computer <laughs> that fucking thing i just i love the receipt token on it <laughs> it's like is this a printout or did i just buy a bagel <laughs> you know? hey, it's like that bitch hedberg joke I give you the money. You give me the donut. We don't need to bring pen and paper into this. <laughs> Ink and paper. <laughs> yeah. Face of Evil, they expanded a bit more, too. There's, yeah. there's a lot more text describing what's going on. I don't know if the version you have is similar to the one I have, but did you know that the text size shrunk? Yeah. In this chapter? <laughs> like, they really wanted to cram everything in, so they dropped it a point. You get some new art and some old art, but I really, really like some of the new art they did. And you get into, uh, you get into a real, real good origin story for Archie 3. Cyberworks 
does get its 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 area here, but as soon as the cataclysm hits, like it's all it, Nima. It, it moves it moves straight to Nima. Mm-hmm. And I actually really liked the concept of Nima from Chaos Earth. I I agree that is not a uh, it is not a complete role playing game, but it is. <laughs> but it says so on the cover. <laughs> but it is it is a a really good idea. It's it's a last guardian at the gate thing, and I I I can really get down with that. I I do really like the concept of Nima. I I love uh, you know the I love a campaign where everybody belongs to a group. You know I. I find it so much easier to justify the game's existence. Yeah. It, it justify why the heroes are even there in the first place. It, it campaigns just make more sense when they're not people who all met at a bar. Yeah. When it's, when it's unified goal, definitely. Mm-hmm. And the whole Nema thing, by the time source book one came out, chaos earth was, was a thing. It was out there that it might've even had an extra book or two. This, revises Archie's backstory to incorporate Nima before Chaos Earth. We didn't have Nima. We had what they referred to in the past as the Nemans. Yeah. Which I think they never really did anything else with. So they just made Nima. They were, they were the, the future human, the, yeah. the human heroes from the past. Yeah. And this does a really good job of bridging that of, uh, of tying them into the future story. And a few pages later, creating another new faction. Yeah. I will say on page 88, they did not do a great job there with that with that picture. Oh, yeah. I, that's just bad. So on page 88, we have the cover of the original source book one in grayscale. And it really looks like it was popped out of a dot matrix. Yeah. Like yeah. This, this went out of a very old printer. Oh, Wow, just come, yeah, yeah, it just doesn't doesn't capture the majesty of no. Are, but, are you looking away and feeling sick? It's yeah, okay. we can take a second. <laughs> I'm just looking over at the one next to me here. Yeah, <laughs> it does give a whole lot more interesting backstory behind the characters with James T, this throwaway guy in the first mm-hmm. game. It makes him more interesting. Talks about Hagen, makes him more interesting. Talks about future ideas to bring in Archie and all different kind of things. Talks more about the Shamarians. Like this, this definitely adds more to a game. Yeah. The Shamarians get much better treatment here. Yeah. Now, you get the same kind of setup with the uh, Titan Robotics, but it's just uh, the... The, the briefest blurb until we go into this great story about Hagen talking to Archie about dreams, which is revealed to be something else later in the book. <laughs> but it's like, what, three, four, five, five pages of great story time. I love short stories in game books. Yeah. And then it talks about the Republicans. And uh, it begins with a disclaimer that the Republicans are fictional characters with historical ties to our nation's capital, Nemo, and the government. They dream of rebuilding a new America, hence they took that name. The Republicans are not politicians, nor are they meant to be a political or social statement on our times. So keep that in mind before you yell at us in the comments. Mm-hmm. What was this? It was, was this uh, W? Was W in office at this time? Uh... Scrolling back. W up. was before Obama, right? 
Yes, W was before Obama. I just, it's been so long, man. I couldn't remember the order. It was just, <laughs> so this came out 2007. in 2007. So this was the last year W. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I get that. Yeah. Palladium, I understand, does have a large conservative player base, at least from my experience in, at conventions. So I can understand why they would want to put that. This is not meant to be a slight against any political party. It's just a cool name. And you know, I yeah. like it. It's kind of like the Minutemen. Uh, it's it it takes you back to thoughts of early foundational America, which is yeah. what these this this faction believes that they are. They're yeah. they are here to rebuild the republic. But they themselves aren't doing the rebuilding. They're king. They're, they 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 are moving behind the scenes. Yeah. They want they want to play a more active role, but they do not have the numbers and they do not have the power. And they keep trying. To get it back from Archie and he won't give it to them. And they <laughs> fucking hate him for it. Yeah, yeah. And there's an interesting behind-the-scenes connection. Now, they add in a connection between the Republicans and the an attempted assassination of Karl Prosik. It's very, very fascinating. I love it. And it's a detailed, multi-step plan in multiple phases to oh, take yeah, over yeah. and guide the coalition to a new day. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, Town Coop and Operation mm-hmm. CS America are yeah. both really actually fairly decent plans. Yeah. There is a lot of story time here and actually a lot of layers. Mm-hmm. Now, what I think is interesting is uh, the next section, which is the notable weapons and leaders of the Republicans and their stuff. You not only get a great new detail print of uh, the Chromium Guardsman, a.k.a. the Glitter Boy, but you also get... It's little brother, and he's adorable. The uh, the personal suit of Glitter Boy armor. Yeah. Well, right now we've got the Premium Guardsman Mark III, which is a smaller Glitter Boy. Then we've got the little brother, which is an even smaller Glitter Boy. <laughs> and he's got like a battle baton. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And the Golden Eagle, which is an upgrade of the Silver Eagle, which is basically a Samus, which looks like it was from the 1980s Silverhawks cartoon. Yeah, it's it's totally Mothman. <laughs> They've got some very decent body armor that actually I think looks fucking cool. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Kind of looks like it came out of the new Dune. Yeah, actually, I can see some some visual connections there. They've got some good guns that look like they might have come out of a previous book. This is almost a mechanoids era art, I think. Maybe. And uh, yeah, they're leaders. Okay, so I love the Republicans. I like this faction. And what I like that it does is it it takes what Archie already did, which is Archie provides the game master with a sinister behind the scenes force. You know, the coalition is in your face. Archie's not. He's working behind the scenes. And then it expands it and adds another behind the scenes force, but that has different motivations and different methods of working. And then it pits them against each other. So now the game master has multiple options if they want to work behind the scenes. They can have a human angle or an inhuman angle. One thing I like is how the Republicans created the CS to to quite a, a real degree. They they gave them left caches for them to find of high-tech stuff for them to use. And then I like how Archie leaves stashes of glitter boys out 
for the Republicans to find because deep down he feels bad for saying no and keeping <laughs> all those people in cryosleep yeah. all that time, all those popsicles. There is a lot of byplay, and it's the thing is, is that only one is aware of uh, every every player, and that's the Republicans. No, two. The CS has no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The CS knows jack and shit. Interestingly enough, the Republican goals are very similar to the CS's. It's only a matter of degree in implementing it. They also want to return to a human hegemonic America, you know, aliens off the planet, but they're not going to exterminate them. They, it's, they, they're more of reservation people, you know? With the Republicans? Yeah. 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 But they're still, they're still pretty fucking fascist. Yeah, that's we. I think we mentioned this very early on in our show. Is how there are so many fascist states in rifts. That yeah, there, there's there's almost no beneficial state. You know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for there? Um, benevolent. Benevolent. There are no benevolent states. None. And and yeah. the the few that are are very small. And usually still <laughs> hiding some kind of a, a dark secret. Ain't nobody clean on this planet, boy. Ain't nobody clean. <laughs> yeah. It's all a matter of, you know, if we're going to pick a party to back, we just got to pick which one sucks the least. <laughs> it's it's literally the lesser of two evils, but <laughs> yeah. it's it's like the lesser of 20 evils. Mm-hmm. You get uh, the same monsters as the other book, but with great new art and a few new things, some rebalancing was done. Uh, but the art is so much better. The, the, the broadkill looked fucking strange before now they still look strange but badass there's one thing missing and that Mm. is the sim van the sim van are not here they were in the original they're not in this one god the same scan on page 148 it's fucking terrible how dare you do that to the butts how dare you yeah they put another bit of fucking scanned cover art it's just not not good but not well scanned yeah it really does look like a, like a photocopy of a dot matrix print. Like it's, they had the original, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if not, uh, the artist was still there. The fuck? Yeah. Uh, then there's more on the Splugorth with some beasties. They do mention, like they give the header text for the Simvan, and it says, described in Riffs, World Book 30, DBs of North America, yeah. as well as Riffs, World Book 14, New West. Yep. They're not in New so, West, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're in Lone Star, but they're not in the New West book. <laughs> updated Thornhead, updated Witchling, and uh, the ZI tickets are, are back. Yeah. You get a bit more on them, too, mm-hmm. which which you didn't before, but not enough. And then we go, oh, hey, look, they did still have the butts. Good art. And that's it. That's That's the end of the book. So this, as you said at the beginning, is balanced towards the Ultimate Edition. But I prefer it to the original. I don't often say that. But the reason I do prefer it is story time. Oh, I, I think this book is superior in every way. Yeah. yeah. At, th- at this stage in the game, if you're buying an old copy of the Butts edition, it's for nostalgia's sake. Yeah. Odds are you're playing, you're playing Ultimate. Or some mixture therein. But you need to have both. If you had to choose between Sourcebook 1 and Sourcebook 1.1, 1.1 all the way. Yeah. Like if you are stuck in a game where somebody or the GM refuses to acknowledge the newer stuff, then this might not be all that useful to you. But Rifts is meant to be a megaverse and supposedly 
all of the stuff should be compatible. Even the stuff from yeah. Butts Edition, it might be underpowered, but still there are underpowered characters already. You can just simply just bring in the old stuff and think, though, this is just an underpowered variant of something else. And yeah. that's your choice. I would never force a player to play the previous Cyber Knight over the new one. The new one has way more awesome shit. But if they wanted to, I'd give them the option. That said, yeah. Sourcebook One Revised doesn't really mesh well with the Butts Edition. Yeah, everything there is a lot more powerful and dangerous. That said, I mean, that's stuff that can happen behind the GM screen. Like one of one of the things I love about Palladium is that everything fits everywhere. Yeah. And hell, I don't even give it, my enemies stats until the stats are needed. <laughs> and yeah. then I just make that shit up. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, why why would you? Yeah. It's good stuff. I I liked the updated art. And God, I mean, the story time, I actually read that with pleasure. And I don't often read flavor text for pleasure. It was good. Yeah. Like it was, it was, it was decent writing. Yeah. It, it definitely had that feel of how 9,000 will I dream? Yeah. I don't know how I don't know. So yeah, that was the book. You should buy it. Yeah. You should buy it from palladiumbooks.com this Christmas. And if you can't get it from palladium, follow one of the links in our show notes to go to drive through and buy it there. These are affiliate links. Uh, every little thing that you purchase through our links kicks us back a few cents on the dollar that we can use to buy more books of our own to review later. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening. I'm not sure when this one's going to come out, but uh, but I don't know where I was going with that. So uh, <laughs> we're just gonna oh, we're just gonna hopefully edit that or throw it in the <laughs> throw it in the crap we do at the end there. The the, the, the goofball stuff. You know what's funny is. Uh, um, I'm, I'm looking at the PDF now because uh, I don't have an actual physical copy of this. And Robotech Tactics is on the back, oh. along with along oh. with Robotech, the role playing game, and source books. And I'm like, oh, guys, you lost all of this. That God didn't age it. well. God damn it! I really, I, I really wish they had managed to make that work. I would love to have played a a, a tabletop uh, Robotech. Yeah, so cool. Anyway, hey, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. I'm Matthew, that's Nathaniel, and this is our traffic and weather coming up. You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time.
Uh, have, have you ever seen my... I finally got it sitting out. Oh! Oh! No, no, no. Toward the center. Oh, dude. How does it secure to the desk? Does it have like a suction or... I could bolt it down. It's heavy. Like, That's I don't know. Sexy, need to dude. It to That's the a desk. great Hodas. Oh, and I've got. Also, I have great jelly of your chair. Secret Labs are great chairs. Uh, bring that closer to the middle. This way. This way. Oh. <laughs> oh. These fuckers are heavy. Do you, pl- do you play Flight Sims or? Elite. Err. The I space don't know game. what that is, but. Oh. You just fucking fly around space, like like the actual Milky Way galaxy, in nice. in one to one ratio. And <laughs> what? Wait, 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 wait. Okay, hold on. I what do you do? You can go. You can do uh, transport missions. You know, there's there's space stations that's far in the future. So like five hundred years from now. So there's you know nations that you can work with you can take these randomized missions you can deliver passengers you can deliver data you can run, do you can become a pirate you can fight pirates you can do bounty hunting runs you can land on planets you can get out and do a first person shooter style adventure it's elite wow, <laughs> it's awesome man, that sounds cool <laughs> yeah there's a little dune buggy you can ride around on a planet what uh is it console or computer it's a they've got a ps version xbox version uh pc version elite dangerous elite dangerous is that it yep yeah i'm sorry i have to look at that that looks cool it goes on sale all the time too yeah it's only 30 bucks yeah so is it is it empire building kind of like uh eve no you are a pilot and you yourself okay. in your ship, which you fly around, do stuff, go around and do stuff. And you, you go from space station to space station. You can have multiple ships. You just got to remember where you left them. <laughs> you go that could them be out. problematic. Yeah. I, it, the, the interface is insane and it even does works with VR. And I uh-huh. understand that a lot of people are like, if you're not playing elite, why are you even bothering with VR? <laughs> yeah oh this looks really cool Mm -hmm. i love a good flight game uh, in in three dimensions too oh it's the and every ship feels different like you got to get used to 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 all of the controls i i use every single button on these Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm running out of buttons actually (laughs) oh this this looks badass will this thing run on on my computer i mean if you've got a console it'll do that too yeah but i can't have the cool peripherals true true well they do make them for the playstation <laughs> I, yeah, i'm sorry that looked amazing <laughs> i i have to what i have I, to see, the, uh, see what I can do. Uh, yeah so the the handle comes off mm-hmm. yep got that sounds heavy it good is metal. it is i could i could kill someone okay. just by hitting them with that uh, quad core CPU, which I think this thing has, uh, and six gigs of RAM. I don't know that it has. I think your computer can card. handle it. I don't know about its graphics card. Maybe you might be able to do it if you do it on medium or low graphics. Yeah, that's the one I built, right? Yeah, it's, it's not a the, shitty uh, machine. The Roswell. Yeah, the Roswell. 
Yeah, that's that that I think has a, a decent machine. Okay, cool. I've I've been looking for one that was that the curve wasn't as bad as Eve. Because Eve is hard. This game has a learning curve, but it does also have built-in tutorials, and there are thousands of videos <laughs> for it on YouTube. Nice. Of tutorials, people who have been like, this is how to get started. This is the thing you want to do. Here's how to get a quick mm. jump. Here's how to become really good at killing things. <laughs> I like know? that. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, should probably actually... Yeah. Uh, Clap sync. <laughs> yeah. It's technically it is technically an online game, but mm-hmm. you can put it in solo mode where you don't have to interact with a single fucker. Or you can put it in online mode and occasionally interact with humans. Does your stuff populate back and forth? Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All it does is just flip a switch. Leave me it's the leave me alone switch, you know. I like the leave me alone switch occasionally. <clears throat> Building up my shit. Yeah. All right. Clap sync. <laughs> 